Look at this, guys. Lise Boucher already shared the podcast with the little arrow at the bottom. Has everybody done it? Done it? No. Did everybody do it? Oh, no, it's good. Done it. It's good English. Yeah, it's good English. Okay? So go, go, go. Share, share, share. I think if you have children that are 18 and over should be listening to this podcast this morning. Um, Marie-Pierre, definitely in our discussion group, French and English, we have bilingual people. So if they don't get, because it's always a little bit different between the English and, and the French. For the bilingual people, it kind of completes the podcast going to both or it sinks more in, right? Um, uh, on your personal Facebook, this is what I want you to write, write down. The the ownership of your dreams. Are your dreams really your dreams? Question mark. Share the podcast. Are your dreams really your dreams? So I, I, I was sharing with Marie-Pierre and, um, and Melanie, and I'm going to repeat it probably for the most part of you, is that every time I wrote down my goals, I would write down something like, uh, a chalet up north, right, Monique? A chalet up north. I even went and cut out a picture uh, from a magazine of a kind of Swiss chalet in the snow up north somewhere. But guys, you have to understand that was not my dream. That was somebody else's dream. I don't know where it came from, from a magazine, from a days of our lives. God knows what, but that was not my dream. I'm a city girl. I love the sound of ambulances. I love the sound of police cars. I love the smell of uh, les igous. Uh, uh, um, you know, when you walk in New York, you get the smell of, uh, what, what's les igous in English? Oh my God, les igous. Ah, oh. I can't believe I forgot the word. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, this is Maria. This is Maria. And then one day, I remember what I read, who I, sewers, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Melissa. Took a francophone. Oh, 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 who wouldn't go? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that's my Google. That's my Google. <laughs> no, but you know, when I'm not here, it's, you know, it's not the same, uh, it's not the same uh, live. You understand? It's organized. It's orchestrated. It's within time, within schedule. I'm all not that, right? Okay. So are your dreams really your dreams? And, and, and it's, through the reading of many books, being in a multi-level marketing business, that I've been able to put my dreams to the test. Now, this book, what's lovely about it is that I never thought putting our dreams to the test would actually be in one single book. So 10 questions to help you see it and seize it. It's Maxwell's third attempt at writing about dreams and the way to identify and achieve your dreams. The 10 questions are essential. The more affirm affirmative your answers will be in the questions, the more chances of success we will all have. Maxwell is providing us a great strategy to help us discover whether our dreams are based on reality or on some fantasy show that we watch, like Dallas. Who watched Dallas, right? So, yeah, exactly. And this is what I love. So to better explain, it's going to be Dr. Melanie Miller. She's going to decorticate. That's our new English-French word, which is not a word, but she will. Um, I love decorticate, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to look for another word. It just makes so much sense, okay? And Marie-Pierre 
is going to give you the, 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 the brain side, you know, Trish, yeah, but you hear those people. Yeah, but so there's 12 sabotaging statements that comes in your mind every time you think you're going to do something new every time you think you want to attack a dream or just before attacking a dream the yeah buts but before we go there please everybody at this point have had the time to share if you're new to the podcast the millionaire of the diamonds i'm maria mariano 41 years in my multi-level marketing business and truly this book has to be read with somebody like me that's 41 years in the business with somebody like Melanie Miller, who has worldly experience in a doctorate's degree, and with somebody like Marie-Pierre, where she takes all this uh, esoteric, godly uh, fantasy world and puts it down into ABCs, okay? So the combination of us three and Maxwell together, I really believe that this is the book that needs to be done intentionally between now and probably it's going to take us until the end of January, February, or maybe even March, by the time we, we, we finish this book. And I'm telling you, it's not a coincidence that Melanie Miller chose this book. She, she didn't even know. I think it's God whispering in her ear. This is the next book you should be doing. And me and Maddie Powell said, okay, Amazon, ding, ding. And it, the book was at our, in our home in less than 48 hours. So Melanie, with no further ado, take it away, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. So um, this chapter is all about ownership. Ownership question. Is my dream really my dream? And uh, I love the little quote he starts the chapter with from T.S. Eliot. Uh, Whatever you think, be sure it is what you think. Whatever you want, be sure that it is what you want. Whatever you feel, be sure that it is what you feel. And, you know, as I go through, uh, as I went through this uh, part of the book, um, I was reminded so often how many influences we have in our lives that are not necessarily influencing us in the right way. So consider Arnold. Arnold was a young boy. He didn't show much ability in terms of academics. Um, and his father was in the police force and his father wanted him to be in the police force. But his mother knew he wouldn't last in the police force. But because he wasn't very academic, she wanted him to enroll in a carpentry program so that he had a, um, a skill that he could use. So being a young boy wanting to please his mom, that's what he did. He enrolled in a carpentry course uh, when he was at school. And how many young people find themselves in this situation? They're at school. They don't really know what they want to do. So what do they do? They take the advice of their parents, their teachers, the friends around them, because they haven't yet formed their own ideas yet. And children, they usually want to please their parents. They see a reflection of themselves in their parents' eyes. And so sometimes they end up doing things that are not their dreams at all, but are what their parents aspire for them. So that is why you end up with a lot of kids doing law school who eventually drop out. They get into medical school because they're really smart, but they hate the sight of blood. They end up following sciences when they loved history. 
And maybe they even get married because it seems like the right thing to do. And then they get to the midlife and they have a midlife crisis. And if they're brave enough, they'll change direction, they'll change career and start afresh. But many people are not brave enough and many people end up continuing to do what they've always done because they're afraid to change. Parents mean well, but can end up stifling a child's life. So let's get back to Arnold. He wasn't sure what he wanted, but he knew it wasn't carpentry. He knew he didn't want to be in the police force. He knew that he wanted to be the best at whatever he chose to do. He was sporty, but he hadn't found the right sport. He tried curling, he tried soccer, he tried boxing, he tried running. But one day the soccer coach says, let's go and do some weightlifting. You need to be more all-round people. And so it was like a light lit up in him. He walked into the gym and when I read this, I thought, you could misconstrue this, but he was so impressed with the physique, the bodies of the people who were weightlifters, that he said, I know that is what I want to do. I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to have that Herculean strength. He was lit up, but he was only 14. But he now realized that he had found what he wanted to be. Not everyone understood his choice. His parents were not super impressed with the idea of their son becoming a bodybuilder. Neither were his friends and people just tried to trample on his dreams, but he ignored them because he knew what he wanted. He was hungry for success. His dream was to become the best built man in the world. So by age 18, he won the junior um, Mr. Europe. By age 19, he won the Mr. Europe competition. And by age 20, he was Mr. Universe in an amateur contest. He was excited about his success and he was sad that his parents were not excited for them. He felt that they should understand how happy he was. He was uh, as sure as he could have been that he was doing the right thing and he wanted still that approval from his parents, but he didn't let them put him off. He went on to win every major bodybuilding in the world. He became Mr. Olympics seven times. And maybe you could say, well, he'd achieved his dream. Yes, but that was only one of his dreams because Arnold had other dreams. He wanted to be a successful in, mus- in movies. He, he then had a vision that he wanted to be um, a leader in politics. And he also had a vision that he wanted to be a billionaire. So I'm sure you've guessed who I'm talking about now, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he never, ever moved away. And that's another French word that I love, déroger. He never moved away from the path that he wanted. 
his life rolled out as his dreams, but only because he knew that bodybuilding was perfect for him to achieve his dreams, even though nobody else could see it. He owned it. He was able to answer the ownership question affirmatively. And a dream is only possible if you um, own it. Is your dream your dream? Or are you doing it for someone else? How have the visions for yourself been impacted by your parents, by people around you? Or are they a result of who you really are? Every individual has the responsibility to sort this out for themselves. You will only fulfill your dream after you have figured out whether it really is your dream and not someone else's. And how do you know? Because there are certain criteria that make you think. So when someone else owns your dream, it will not have the right fit. It will be a weight on your shoulders. It will drain your energy. It will put you to sleep. It will take you out of your strength zone. It will be fulfilling to others. It will require others to make you do it. By contrast, if you are the owner of this dream, you know, I, I'm just going to say you're going to get up in the morning. You're going to be so excited about the day to come that you just want to do it. And sure, the other criteria are there. It'll be fulfilling. It'll make you feel that you were made to do it. So when the dream is right for the person and the person is right for the dream, those two things cannot be separated from each other. And, and the person will move forward with their dream. Ownership is the first vital step to, to fulfilling a dream. But to explain to you why a lot of people maybe don't own their dreams, I'm going to hand it over now to Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Melanie. Yes, because there's a lot of excuses that people will use to stop following their dream because most people don't live up their dream. They wish and they wait. They make excuses and they hope for the best. But as time goes by and their dreams are unfulfilled, some become frustrated and bitter and sometimes they just give up so one of the reasons so a few people realize their dream is that they don't take responsibility for their dream so there's 12 of the most common excuses people use to stop following their dream so just think <laughs> and keep your mind open to say oh maybe it's this one i use a lot and <laughs> just be open to say okay now i know that's an excuse that i use every time to stop following my dream and after that when you know you can go and uh, um, work to overcome it so number one is i don't have enough time so what is more important watching a tv show or spending 30 minutes taking one step towards your big dream so if you need more time look for the little pockets of your life where you can make more time and start from there Number two, I don't have enough skill. And when we use this excuse, we forget just how many skills we've picked up already during our lifetime. Walking, talking, driving, cooking, typing, all these things that we take for granted are skills that we spend time learning. So what's stopping you taking the time to learn one more? Number three 
is I don't have enough support. Yes, not having support for your big goals is tough, but it's not necessarily a reason to give up on them. So if you don't have supporters among your immediate friends and family, think of places you can find support. So maybe it will be um, a local club or a college that you can find people to have support that you need. Number four, I'm not clever enough. So as long as you're telling yourself you're not clever enough to do something, you won't be. So if you're struggling to trust your capabilities, take a few moments to write down all the times when you've come through exceeding someone's expectation and prove your middle. So give yourself the permission to be someone who can achieve your dream. Number five, I'm not connected enough. So just as no one is born with the skills they have today, no one is born experienced or well-connected. So experience develop one day at a time and everyone has to be a beginner at some point. Connections are made one at a time, so the sooner you start, the sooner your network will grow. Number six, it's too risky. So this might be true, but it's not a reason to give up. So identify what exactly is about your dream that feels risky. So would you risk losing a lot of money? Would you be giving up a stable job? Do you fear other people judging you? And then you can picture the worst case scenario around that risk and you realize that was never going to happen. So what can you do? Prepare or change to minimize the risk. Number seven, oh, it's too soon. When we examine what's behind this too soon, we often find fear. Fear that will look silly, fear that we will feel out of the out of our depth, and fear that we will fail. And Reid Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, he said, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you've launched it too late. <laughs> so it's never too soon. <laughs> Number eight, it's too late. So yes, common vari variation of this excuse include I'm too old or it will take too long. It's true, we have a finite amount of time on this planet to do what we want to do. And that time is going to pass whether you're um, pursuing your dream or not. So why not get the most out of it? Number nine, I don't know where to start. So one reason our dreams stay dreams is that they're big projects and don't think to start. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by the size of this um, dream in front of you, start by thinking of three tiny steps that you can take in 15 minutes or less that we can and you, that you will uh, get on that, <laughs> that will get you on your way. <laughs> Number 10, I don't know if anyone done this before. And yes, probably. So before you write off your dream with this excuse, spend some time trying to find them to ask them some question about the, your dream. And if you are a true trailblazer, then good for you. Give, your, give yourself permission to be bold and gather around a support network who will cheer you on. Number 11, I have other people to worry about. So identify exactly how pursuing your dream might affect your ability to support the other people in your life who need you. So for example, pursuing your dream might mean taking a pay cut for a while or moving. So brainstorm ways you, you can pursue your dream without sacrificing your or their well-being or happiness. 
And number 12, I might not succeed. Fear of failure is one of the most common and very understandable reason that people don't pursue their dream. So if you're str struggling with this fear, imagine that you're at the end of your life and consider which you would, you would regret more, trying and possibly failing or not trying at all and never giving yourself the opportunity to succeed. So now with those 12, do you know which one you say to yourself maybe every day, every week, or <laughs> every time you say, okay, I will try this. Oh, no, 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 no. So what is your excuse that you use regularly? And now that you know, you can go and say, okay, no, I will overcome this excuse. I will never use it again. So if you have an idea, which one, go in the comments and write for you which, which is it. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Most people will say too old. <laughs> I'm too old. I'm too old. Who was it? Colonel Sanders? Finger licking, licking good? Or something like that. He was like practically homeless at 65 and by 80 he died multi-billionaire or something, right? Oh, Marie-Pierre, Marie-Pierre. Amazing. Melanie Miller, amazing. Visualize. Visualize and make dreams count. Visualize and make dreams count. Choose your goals wisely. If you want to change them into reality, they must be smart. So here's my take on smart as an acronym for the present situation. Yes, S for specific. They've got to be very specific. M for measurable. Absolutely. You need to be able to quantify your dreams. A for attainable. In this one, I want to add a parenthesis, mathematically possible. So here is my dream behind me, which is 280 million. Mathematically, I can add it up. If every Canadian home purchases, home, not person, home, purchases $20 of my product per year, we sell 280 million. It must be mathematically possible for those in multi-level marketing. Take your inactives, if they were all to put in $100, what would be mathematically possible in the month of December. And if you were to take all your actives and you put them at 625, what would be your total amount possible? A leader, uh, a human being that doesn't take the time to do this, your business will go where the wind pushes it and not that you will be in charge. R and smart to be relentless day in and day out. If there's something I took away from the training on Wednesday between both trainings and both of them were relentless, whether we heard Jessica, whether we heard Isabel, or, or whether we heard uh, Lily Bergeron, you have to be relentless every day, every day, every day, every day. Trish, let me say one more time, every day. And T for time frame. have a first set of time frame to achieve this goal, 30th of December, 31st of December, 2022. Second time frame. if you don't get it by then, what would be your second time frame? January 31st, 2023. If that, that doesn't work, what would be your third time frame? You've got to put in a time frame. You've got to put in a time frame. Perfect balance between reality and fantasy. You know, you can't be too realistic because then you're going to say, I want to sell $100, right? So there has to be a beautiful balance between reality and fantasy. Put your dreams to the test with the challenge. Um, um, test will, it will challenge us to re, uh, re, re, react 
and, and do things beyond anything we didn't think of doing before. So lately, we have these people going on social media and doing the advent calendar. You know, a lot of people never thought of doing that. It brings you to come out of me mediocrity, you know, and always doing the same thing just because it's comfortable, okay? People will avoid to fulfill their dreams and they will find all kinds of excuses. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. So don't ever think that dreams are for the extraordinary people. No, dreams are not for the extraordinary people. They are for the ordinary people who think big enough like Martin Luther King, I have a dream where young boys will walk hand in hand with white, young black boys with white young men. Like, think of the impossible. What Maxwell is saying is stop finding excuses and start acting instead. The timing will never be perfect. Never, never will it be perfect. So the step-by-step -step plan of Maxwell will. Number one, you will be able to bet on yourself. Number two, it's going to lead to a life of, um, of achieving things instead of just accepting them. You know, you, you, you're allowed to get frustrated and say, I'm not going to accept this, okay? Uh, what it's going to do, it's going to stop you from comparing yourself to others. Just compare yourself to yourself. Where were you in May? Where are you in June? Where are you in July? And be your best competitor. Okay, this is what Relentless is about. I'm inspired by Lily and Bergeron, but today I'm always in competition of, my, of myself. And this is where people don't have the relentlessness. They think they're relentless, but they're not. Because if you are relentless, you will always work each day beating your best. And that's what gets up, up early, early in the morning. Believe in your vision for the future, even when everybody else is laughing at us. Oh, you sell Tupperware. <laughs> and what's your real job? Well, I don't have a job because job equals just about broke, right? And then they look at you and they walk away. She's so weird. Am I? Am I that weird? Think about it. Am I? Who's really weird? Those doing the same thing, expecting a different result? or me, that in your paradigm, I seem weird, but I'm just going after my dreams. And if selling plastic is my route to get it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, right? And I'm going to do it relentlessly for 41 years. And our best is yet to come. And our best is yet to come. So by following this plan, you'll get closer and closer to achieving your dream. I'm really excited. Like you have no idea how excited I am with this book, Melanie Miller. You have no idea, no idea. I can't even begin to explain it. And it's exactly what we needed to finish the next four weeks with a bang and start 2023 uh, in a legendary way. And I think we're going to be able to make it as a team. The podcasters, the millionaire of the diamonds. Wah. All right, guys, enough. Love you guys. No, but did you love my team, the doctor, the astronaut, and uh, Maria? <laughs> I love you guys. All right. Off to the French and please do your lives and be relentless. And remember, if your first live is not worth laughing at, you started your lives too late. Is that right, Marie-Pierre? I got that one. I love it. I'm going to be using it again. Okay, bye, my friends. Ciao.